Good morning, good afternoon, whatever time of day it is that you're listening. Thank you very, very much for listening. So we're going to kick things off with something positive because I'd like to, I really, as much as I'd, I'd love to start with something negative because it would just, it makes me so happy to say it. Uh, we're actually going to start with something positive. So we're going to kick this off. Congratulations to uh, Damian Lillard. Good job, Damian Lillard. Had 60 points for, I believe, the 10 millionth time in his NBA career. I believe he did become the first player in the history of of the NBA uh, to score 60 points while hitting 10 threes. Last night, uh, Dame had 61 on 37 shots. Uh, that efficiency across the board, 45% from the field, hit 11 threes, was like 11 of 20, 55%. Congratulations to Damian Lillard. The problem is that you almost lost to the Warriors, and this is like sort of the thing with, with Portland this year, where I, now I'm not comparing them. This is just like in principle I'm making this comparison. Andre Drummond and Damian Lillard, like talk about two guys who have talent and like they're just their front office just does nothing to help them. And yeah, they got CJ McCollum, but they drafted him like they traded for Hassan Whiteside and like Evan Turner and Kent Bazemore. Like that's cool, but give Damian Lillard something good, like a formidable product. I don't know. That would probably help. Now, again, I'm not comparing Andre and Dame talent wise. It's just the principle of they haven't really been given anything to thrive. And obviously, I'm going to, to take Dame 10 times out of 10. Um, like, if you look at the box score last night for the, the, the Blazers game against Golden State, which did go to overtime, their next highest scorer behind Dame had 17, and it was Hassan Whiteside. So that aforementioned, you know, you but it, it, Hassan Whiteside sticks, so it's whatever. Um, you're probably thinking, well, Nick, I'm sure that Carmelo Anthony probably didn't help. And to that, I'm going to say, actually, he shot 50% from the field on 14 shots. So you can suck it. Carmelo Anthony was actually not the problem last night. And I feel like I shouldn't have to keep explaining that Carmelo Anthony isn't the problem. And like, I'm not saying, like, I'm not, Carmelo Anthony, I'm, this is not the self-proclaimed top of the universe, like, mellow pod. But this, this narrative that is being created that the reason that the, the Blazers are bad is because they signed Melo. Like, no, I'm sure, I know they have a losing record since they signed him, but he's actually he's been tremendous and if you're paying attention this is not news to you um so shout out to Damian Lillard I wish that he uh had (laughs) help I don't know it's someone made the comparison that it was kind of like if like like what Dame is doing right now is like those Russell Westbrook led Thunder teams where there was like nobody left and he's just like putting up triple doubles and doing the absolute most but to that I would say Damian Lillard has actually won a playoff series in his life and Russell Westbrook hasn't won anything by himself but that's okay um the second thing that I want to talk about uh very quickly because this is sort of again this is shoot the J is my quick hitter podcast we're not here to have like hour-long conversations this is just hey this is what's happening right now this is this is this is topical um last night the cleveland cavaliers played the, and I, this isn't now don't get it twisted like this is not the 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 cleveland cavaliers slander pot this is i'm not trying to be the guy that always talks about the Cavs. i know in the last episode i talked about how colin sexton stinks even though i like i love him um what was the stat that i gave oh it was the it was a double digit assist thing that's right so i'm not trying to just like always go for the throat on the Cavs. but if you're going to go for the throat you should sharpen the knife and that is exactly what i've done last night the cleveland cavaliers played the new york knicks which is like the bottom of the barrel two teams like that game flat out stinks um colin sexton and darius garland the backcourt for the cleveland cavaliers they combined for 38 points on 40 shots. They shot a combined 10 of 40 and put up 38 points. And I think they were like 2 of 10 from 3. 
Uh, they had eight rebounds, seven assists, six turnovers, and they were minus 29. And this just goes to show, like, I'm not, I hate being the guy that's like, oh, look how right I was about this thing. And it's like, if you watch the Cavs games, it doesn't take much to realize that I am correct in saying the things that I've said um, about them. But it, their offense makes absolutely no sense. Uh, now, shout out to guys like Jetty Osman, who I've, like, I'm like highly critical of all the time because I think that he's just, he's, you know, somebody gave him a, a an NBA comp of Chris Middleton. And what's annoying is like, I, I like low key understand what they were saying, but to even put them in the same paradigm feels disingenuous for lack of a better word it just seems dumb just kind of seems like you're now what i will say is i'm actually glad that somebody finally found a comparison that wasn't solely like based on race how everyone's like oh luke Kennard is jj reddick or um uh tyler hero is kyle corver like it's you're only saying that because there's just tall white guys who could shoot the ball so i'm actually i kind of looked at that i was like well you know what at least if nothing else they weren't just like oh he's like uh, uh that left shrimp i don't know um so yeah I just want to say that one more time, uh, Darius Garland and Colin Sexton, uh, shout out to Kobe Altman. You did a tremendous job selecting these two in consecutive drafts, 10 of 40 from the field, 38 points to a 10 from deep. Um, I, I, I mean, I, what else is there to say? Like when you're two point guards and you can say that they're staggered and they're playing different positions, like no, when they're on the floor, they're basically just two point guards. They combined for uh, seven assists and six turnovers. It's literally the funniest thing that I've ever heard in my life, and I love it so much. I root for chaos, and I absolutely, I love it so much. Another thing that happened yesterday is the uh, Houston Rockets blew a 17-point lead. Um James Harden went one of 17 from three, which is, I think, the most. Like, if you look at, like, the top five or top six, you could probably probably even do top seven and get away with it. Games where somebody misses, like, the most threes, like, as an individual. James Harden owns, like, five of the top six worst performing games from the perimeter, which is, which is like, you... That makes sense, though. Like, I hear that, and, and yeah, that makes... That's, like, I get it. That, that tracks. I, I, I'm not surprised at all. And I think my favorite thing about it was after the game... And it's like, okay, let me also say this. I'm not mad at James Harden for going 1 of 17 from deep. Like, he's going to be... He's probably... Like, that's who you want to have the ball in, in their hands. Um, especially when you're, you know, in the midst of blowing a 17-point lead. But I digress. Um, I'm not mad at, at, Russell, at, at, Russell, at James Harden. Because if it's, what's funny is if you actually look... Like, Russell Westbrook actually had a pretty good game, so I think it's interesting that maybe they weren't feeding him a little bit more. Now, I don't know, in terms of volume, I don't know how many of those were coming in the fourth quarter when they were down, or if, you know, some of those shots were coming when they were just kind of in a lead for the, like a 15-point lead, I think, going into the third, something like that. Um, you know, if it was something like that where it's like, okay, well, who cares? Then it's like, yeah, it doesn't matter. But if he's missing those threes, like, when in, like, crunch time, that is the funniest thing of all time. And this is the problem. Like, this is this is the, the love-hate relationship that you should have with Daryl Morey is, like, this concept of Morey ball where, uh, you know, team chemistry doesn't matter. Throw all these players out there together and, you know, just get the best players that you can and we will, quote-unquote, figure it out later. Um, this, 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 this concept of just sort of 
using analytics to your advantage and basically creating an equation that will allow you to win a basketball game. And that is finding, you know, the biggest inefficiencies in basketball. And that's what Daryl Morey did. And he found that it was in, there was a, a, a missed opportunity in three pointers attempted per game and free throws attempted per game. So who does he have now? Well, he has James Harden, who's the best on the planet at, at uh, generating both of those things. So yeah, in theory, if you're, you know, if you, shoot and make more threes than the other team if you shoot and 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 uh make more free throws than the other team like yeah in theory you're going to win the problem is that that equation doesn't account for games like this where you go one of 17 from three or like in game seven of the western conference finals when the when the rockets missed 27 threes in a row like it doesn't account for those inefficiencies where it's like okay well you actually have to make the shots in order for them to for them to count so that's just sort of the system and it's kind of like whatever these nights are bound to happen especially when you have a volume shooter well you have two volume shooters with russ and with james harden but one of them sort of outweighs the other so that's i mean my favorite thing i think about this was that immediately after the game like James Harden goes to the locker room for like 25 30 minutes and then he comes back out and there's video of him like in the he's just in his empty arena Toyota Center is empty and he's just putting up threes but I think what the funniest thing about it was is that he's putting up like catch and shoot corner threes like the one shot that James Harden has taken maybe like twice in his entire career like James Harden off a catch and shoot corner three is literally it literally never happens he should if he's going to be doing that he should I don't know be like catching it from the break and then just kind of taking a few dribbles and putting it up like is that not more on brand to do like I know it's a muscle memory thing but even then like when is James Harden really taking corner threes maybe this is just something that I'm completely missing out on and maybe I need to watch more Rockets games and see that oh he actually does take a lot of corner threes but off a catch and shoot I know for a fact that that is not a thing uh, that ever actually happens and then the for the final thing that I want to talk about um this happened in the last episode uh, I, I want to quickly address it again because I, I don't think I expanded on it quite enough. And maybe what I add here won't really contribute in a way that's conductive to the dialogue. But uh, the guy that I was talking about who was all mad, and I'll, I'll very quickly go over this story again. A guy, a user on Twitter was mad that Luca got posted, I'm sorry, that Mello posted up Luca and like turned around and like gave him a bucket at the rim and then on the subsequent possession Luca comes down and just like nails a three on Carmelo and the guy was like see Carmelo like this is why you can't post up because Luca just comes down hits a three boom now that's minus one for you like that was a bad play and is this basically this notion that post play is just you know you just stop shooting twos basically what he's saying is your opponent's going to score, so why should you bother try scoring? You know what I mean? Um, and then I kind of went into a little bit, and I sort of explained a little bit why he was wrong. And, and this is my thing. is like, why does everybody just, like, hate basketball? Because somebody pointed this out. Like, people who, like, basketball fans just hate basketball. There's nobody in NBA Twitter that actually likes basketball. And for the most part, sometimes it just feels like that's true. And then I'm kind of thinking to myself, like, well, where do I fall in that spectrum? Because if you, like, there was that photo that came out last week where it was a like a heat map, a shot chart, an average shot chart uh, for like an NBA team or an NBA game, I think is what it was, from like 2001, 2002 compared to this year. And obviously you can probably imagine what that would look like. Like 20 years ago, there's a lot of mid-range shots, 
There's a lot of offense generated in the post. And along the perimeter, like, you'll have your spots, but ultimately it's going to be inside of the, the arc where most of the offense is going to be is is going is going to take place and that's sort of just completely flipped now where you don't see as many mid-range bubbles at all um unless you're looking at like a San Antonio uh shot chart with the mid-range merchants down there um a lot of it's going to be around the perimeter and you know some of it will be like in the low post but not you know at the uh uh in like the top of the key it's all going to be either in the low post or, or or along the perimeter and to me, like, I see that and I, I love it. Um, I think more points. I think it's just it's just more fun to me. And you don't really have guys so much, like, imposing their will maybe as you did 20 years ago. I guess maybe to, to a certain extent you do just because you have the Lucas of the world or the Trey Youngs of the world or the James Hardens of the world, the Stephs of the world. You know, guys that are just, like, crossing dudes out of the sneakers, crossing them into the parking lot. Uh, and then pulling up, you don't necessarily have guys backing down, but it's comparable in the sense that you're sort of showing like, hey, I'm better than you and you literally can't stop me. Um, <clears throat> so it's 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 the same, but just sort of in a different sense. And to me, it's just as entertaining. Um, you know, you don't have as many like alley-oops or, or just like dunks maybe as, as you used to, which I would actually be very curious to see what the statistic on that is. Like how many dunks per game, like across the board, like, you know, both teams like put together how many dunks per game was like at the average in an NBA game 20 years ago compared to today. I would reckon it's lower now, right? You would assume that it's probably lower. I would think that it absolutely has to be. That would be so fascinating to see that. Um, so I think sort of where I fall, <clears throat> excuse me, is actually referencing back to Daryl Moria, I feel like is actually kind of an interesting way to go about this because like I was saying, in theory, like Daryl Morey, I think actually kind of has it figured out, like just hiring a bunch of nerds and statisticians and figuring out like a formula on how to efficiently play basketball. I think that's actually awesome. And I think that's sort of what's transcended about what he's done for the game. The problem is that it has translated to like nothing. I don't want to say nothing because like they've won 60 games. They've been in the Western Conference Finals. But like ultimately it has translated to nothing. So you did kind of, I don't want to say, maybe, maybe you, you helped jumpstart a revolution in how basketball is played. So obviously, you know, you deserve credit there. In terms of what it achieved, I just mean on court, like what did you actually, like tangible, like did you win a championship? No, you didn't. Okay, well then you didn't achieve anything, which is a, like, I don't really like that notion. I like it's like, it's slightly inherently like flawed uh, that just because they didn't win a championship. Because like I said, he did, you guys heard what I said. I'm not going to re-explain everything. You know exactly what I'm talking about. But with me, I kind of lay in this middle where it's like, if it's going to be played in the post, it's going to be played efficiently. If the game's going to be played from mid-range, it's going to be played efficiently. If it's played from the perimeter, like where it is now, it's probably going to be played pretty efficiently, which it is. So, that's kind of all I'm rooting for, really, is just, like, efficient basketball. Like, just team-oriented, great, fundamental. Because the, the fundamentals, quote-unquote, of basketball sort of change with the time. Like, Tim Duncan, I don't know that, would he really be considered the big fundamental now? Because I feel like the fundamentals of basketball are sort of changing, where it's like, you just have to, like, figure out how to run high pick-and-rolls or a horn set and, like, pull up from the perimeter. And maybe that's a, maybe that's a completely wild and wrong take, but I just feel like the way that the game is played sort of 
I'm sorry, the way that the fundamentals of the game are sort of change with the game, the way that the game is played. Um, and so at the end of the day, I think that's all that I root for personally is just that aforementioned efficiency where it's like, I just want to see teams shoot like 45 to 50% in a game, which is why I've been enjoying the Pistons because they've been shooting upwards of, you know, 60% for three games, uh, you know, up there with the, the Mike D'Antoni seven seconds or less uh, 2006 Phoenix Suns. So it's been absolutely exceptional watching them. Um, but I think it, I hope, I hope that kind of makes sense a little bit where it's like, I, you know, I think a lot of people are all bent out of shape because the game's not played the way that they think maybe they, it should. Um, you know, obviously I think that the, the defense could be better. I think that it, it probably, I, and I think you're, you're probably going to start to see more three pointers where like, I think you'll start to see like 45, 46, 47, 48 taken a game. Uh, I don't know what the number is actually at right now. Last I checked, it was 41, but that was quite some time ago. So I don't know what it is per game currently, but I think you're actually probably going to see them going up. Um, but if it if it moves to a different area, again, I know that it's going to be played at the absolute highest level, and that's really all that I personally care about. So alrighty, folks, if you made it this far, genuinely, from the bottom of my heart, thank you very, very much. Um, as always, if you, you know, whatever you guys, if you, if there's a topic that you want me to cover, if there's any questions you have, if there's any guests that you want me to have on, just let me know and we will make that happen. But again, if you made it this far, thank you very, very much. I will catch you guys in the next one.